And we are back with another episode of How About Them Celtics. Sam and I are here recording Monday, February 26th uh, in the midst of a weird two-day break. It's a weird week for the Celtics. Two two-day breaks in a row right after the All-Star break. I'm not a fan. I want basketball. <laughs> and this Light is week. dragging it out even further. Uh, before we get into everything, it worked the last two videos, and so we appreciate y'all. Make sure to leave a like on the video and subscribe to How About Them Celtics. We're dropping pods every Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday, uh, and then talk and see you with Bobby Koritsky of SI Media Group on Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So plenty of content, including daily videos regardless. 5 a.m. you get a video on the channel, so make sure to subscribe. Turn no the matter what. notification bell on uh, and comments, comment what's popping. What's popping on the video for a chance to win a $10 in Pop Nito gift card? Uh, a lot of entries today, so your chances. Uh, I mean, it, I will say if you comment what's popping, your chances are infinitely better than if you don't. So, correct. <laughs> Big facts. Good math by Jack. <laughs> and what's popping is officially back. Everybody has yes, thrown their name in the hat. And we'll figure out who wins about halfway through the video today. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But yes, please leave a like and subscribe. We appreciate it. And let's dive in to some Celtics news. The first of which is something I know you are very excited about uh, heading into. The oh, week. so yes, yes, you yes, like yes, to yes. discuss Mr. Big Cat in his interview that he did. Super cool interview. Yeah. So if you don't know, as we're recording this, it's Monday and Derek White and Peyton Pritchard headed out to Chicago to the Barstool headquarters on Thursday or last week, sometime before they played Chicago. And they recorded an interview for Pardon My Take. Today, that interview came out. And there was some interesting, interesting stuff that we got from this. Even though it is a lot of like jokes, laughs, and a good time, they did talk about Blake Griffin. Blake Griffin, who was a fan favorite when he spent his lone season with the Celtics last year. And somebody that many have been like, how come he's not coming back? Sully's have their roster spot open. We have thrown his name out there many times. Been like, why don't they just bring him back? Well, it sounds like Derek White and Peyton Pritchard certainly would like him to come back as well. Pritchard said he had texted Griffin two weeks ago. Hey, you should come back. Mm -hmm. And Blake Griffin has repeatedly told everybody he's enjoying living life without playing in the NBA. So he's probably not coming back. And that can all but be confirmed by Big Cat's FaceTime of Blake Griffin during the recording. And Blake Griffin said he, he ain't coming back. He said, if you tell everybody I can still dunk, then maybe. So I heard Blake Griffin threw down a nasty windmill last week. Somebody saw it. Private runs. I heard he was dunking as well. I heard he did a super cool between the legs uh, yeah. at an open gym in, in California. He actually week, so. jumped over that Tesla truck. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Instead of the Kia. So YouTube comment, flood the comments with what dunk you saw Blake Griffin do recently. And then yeah. we'll post it to Twitter and we'll get the narrative going. So make sure to comment what dunk you saw Blake Griffin do the other week. Um, now this was sick though. I I'd love Blake back. Blake was ultimate vibes guy. As soon as big cat asked Eric and, Pritchard, you know, was he as good a teammate? They were like, yeah, dude, dude, dude rocks, basically. Like, he's yeah. awesome. Um, and I think, listen, don't, you don't have to come back for the regular season. Just sign a Tristan Thompson contract. Just sign up before the playoffs. Like, come on, just like playoff run. No one would complain. Just wants no the ring. Complain. 
right? Yeah. No one, no one would care. I'd like it. I think it'd be he, sick. he sounded like he was thinking about it. Like it was like, yeah, was one of those things. Big Cat was like, "Come on, like come back, get a ring," and you could tell he wanted to. But he's like, yeah. he's really trying to like be an adult and be like, nah, 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 I'm done. I'm done. It's like when, when all the boys are like, you should play one more game. And you're like, no, nah, I have to go to bed. That's what Blake Griffin is going through, except it's his entire life, not just like a night on Xbox. And uh, you want to know the outcome of those not play one more? You always play one more. I got one more in me. Yeah, you always play one yeah. more game. It's always one more game if you can if you can do it. If Blake um, Griffin is going to come back to the Celtics, he should break this news and just tweet out the Vince Carter, I got one more in me. Oh, me. that'd be so sick. That'd be so sick. I'd, I'd love Blake. Just tags the Celtics game. account. Mm-hmm. That is my top option for the 15th roster spot. It is Blake Griffin. It Like number one, above all else. Would love Blake Griffin back on the team. These guys. It would be even better if he was like a little bit out of shape. Like it's kind of noticeable that he has <laughs> no, he can dunk. really keeping up with it. <laughs> he can but, dunk, remember? No, no, he can still dunk. <laughs> but he's like, he's like a little bit doughier. Like you can tell, like he's been taking it easy, enjoying, <laughs> like probably taking the kids out for ice cream. You know, <laughs> not because because Joe would be a cycle. They'll get like Chicago in the first round and he'll just put Blake in just to foul under Drummond. <laughs> that's, yeah. his one well, job. That, that's the best part about Blake is like he's completely expendable. The only better guy yeah. for the job is James Johnson. That way, if there's a fight, you have like your enforcer. True, man. I miss Blake. Blake was so good. He was he was the goat, man. It feels like a fever dream that he was actually on the Celtics, though. Like it doesn't feel like a real thing that happened because he was so good for so long, uh, and then he just kind of came to the Celtics and hung out. I saw somebody tweet out uh, talking about Drew Holiday and how good he's been, and like Horford saying like the Celtics are the perfect retirement home for players. Like you know, just play your role and you'll be fine. Like yeah, go ahead, Drew, go stand in the corner, buddy. Like go ahead, funny. Al, go hang out. So, we got you. That? Horford said that. I, I saw no, I saw it on Twitter. I saw it on Twitter. It was like some discussion. Um, Show to whoever that was. I'll try to find it. Let me see. Celtics retirement home. Um, they were talking about like Drew, how he's been so great in the corner this year. Um, it was our boy. It was Jay Kissenberg. It was Beast. Oh okay. Uh, yeah, good. I knew it was somebody I knew. Yeah, because uh. Trey TA1297, you'd recognize him on from Twitter if you saw him. Um, he tweeted, I'm kind of Drew Holiday pilled right now. Guy's sick because uh Timmy tweeted out highlights of him and D White. Um, and someone responded, Drew on 15% usage is the goat. Trey said, Just sit in the corner, buddy, and shoot when you open. We love it. And Jake goes, Celtics are a perfect retirement home for aging stars. Alan Drew gonna play till they're 50 in this system. <laughs> Well, it's true. Like all they really ask of them is to play defense. And then on offense, your activity level is very limited. Like you really don't have to expend yourself too much. You're not like continuously churning your legs, trying to get by a defender or create a lane for yourself. You're just like, okay, oh, look, I'm open. Easy mm-hmm. look. Bottom. Like that's Drew Holiday's entire offensive responsibility. Anything else on top of that is fantastic, but nobody's asking him to do anything else. Yeah, I love it. So Blake. Can still dunk. Come on yeah. back. Would love it. Uh, other highlights from the T- PMT interview. I listened on my way home, so I did my homework. Uh, it was very good. Uh, Derek White saying that uh, about when he went bald, he was just like, yeah, I was just depressed after the playoff run last summer. I said, just cut it. Just fucking cut it. Just get yeah. it out of here. That's all time. That's phenomenal. Uh, what else was there? There was uh, – they, they kind of showed a good amount of respect for Joe. Like Peyton Pritchard yeah. was asked about like the different coaching styles because he played under Brad and Ime and now Joe Missoula. And he really went into detail and was like, you know what? The great thing about Joe is 
every single day he expects us to give it our all, regardless if it's a back-to-back, five games and seven nights. He expects us to go out there and win and compete. And because of the personnel on the Celtics, Pritchard was like, listen, everybody here loves ball. We love to go out there and play. And with Joe at the helm, it doesn't feel like an extra effort to go out there and play the extra games when they are stacked in the schedule like that, because everybody wants to be there and you have Joe just pushing them like day, day by day, just keep going. So I, I really liked a lot of the stuff I heard about Joe Missoula. They did mm-hmm. kind of talk about the town thing and they're like, yeah, he never talks about that. He's just screwing <laughs> with the media, even though once in a while he'll drop it. Yeah. yeah, but yeah. They like him and they seem to like playing for the Celtics. So. They talked about um, how he's like the perfect mix of like Brad and Ime. Like yeah. they said, you know, Brad was very laid back. Ime was very, what was the word P- Pritchard used? He used a word that was good. Intense. In- aggressive or intense. Yeah. Oh, also, they said a fight between LeBron and Ime would be interesting. Yeah. Jarek said I'd pay to watch it. <laughs> yeah. Me too. I, of course. Hell yeah, I would. Um, so I think that's fun. I think, was there anything else? I don't think there was much else. Oh, they try to goad them into guaranteeing a championship in Boston. And Pritchard gave just like the most phenomenal PR answers. Like, yeah, we'll try our best. Yeah. You know what? That's the goal. That's the, they did kind of like, land on. It'll be a disappointment if they don't win. <laughs> yes. Which, which is a fact. And they even kind of talked about it. Like it sucks because if, if you can, you can do literally anything. I know you mentioned talking about this, going to game seven in the finals and losing would be a failure. I, I I believe that. And I don't think anybody's going to come on here and disagree because it just yeah. feels like they are set up to be a successful team this year. They finally have the personnel to get over the hump. They all like playing together. The chemistry looks good. The connectivity looks good. There really isn't a major weak point that you're like, well, what about this other than injuries, which are really out of their control. So, yeah, 100%. Um, it's a good interview. Go listen to it if you haven't yet. Shout out BMT. That's fun. It's a good time. Um, good listen. Uh, next thing. I just got back from Celtics practice. I was texting Sam. I've been out all day. I literally haven't had a chance to breathe all day, uh, but I'm very glad Celtics basketball is back. I wouldn't trade it. Um, practice was fine. Joe Mazzula talked about the Blake Griffin thing as well. Uh, said when he told me at the end of last year that his family was the most important thing, I stopped talking to him about it. Cause I know what it's like to be away from your kids and your family all the time. So like kind of respecting that um, outside of that, there wasn't too much else that was talked about at practice. It was a pretty like generic, like this is the final stretch run. This is what, you know, this is, you know, our plan. We're going to stay focused. We're ready to keep going. You know, what's ahead of us. I asked Derek about um, some of the coaches. Derek was shooting, um, they ended his little practice session. Cause like Derek works with like specific coaches or whatever. And they were just shooting behind the back, uh, or over the head. Like overhead tosses. <laughs> yeah. And for the a whole time, we're like ready to take the video. Like whenever it was Derek's turn, cause like the coaches were too, we'd have the phones out and the fucking one time, none of us have our phones out. Derek in. makes it. And, coach uh his name is ross mcmahon's he just looks at us and goes none of you fucking none of you got it on camera are you kidding and he starts yelling at us uh so that was fun practice was a good time um i saw <laughs> i was coming out of the bathroom and i saw jeff van gundy just walking in like with his like full sweats just hanging out in the offices i was like 
I like had the double take. I was like, the fuck is that? Well, I didn't. Well, it was so fast. I didn't realize who it was. I was like, wait, wait Just a fucking second. Right next to him. Yeah, I'm not going to go back in the bathroom. You should have been um, like, oh, man, I have some no. left in the tank <laughs> right next to him. I got one more in me. Uh, yeah. No, but uh, in addition to that, uh, there's a Celtics community event today um, that was uh, at the Tobin Community Center in Roxbury. Uh, they do them throughout the year. And this one was Xavier Tillman's first uh, community event. Uh, I want to find the exact name of the event so I don't mess it up. Uh, it was Senior Celtics event in partnership with NEBH, Sam's favorite sponsor, which we like on this podcast. We're not going to say anything bad about it. We're not going to say anything bad about it because it's a Celtics-sponsored event, and I was welcomed at it. Uh, it was over 75 senior citizens uh, participated. They did a game day watch party and they watched game seven of the 62 finals between the Celtics and the Lakers, uh, which was pretty cool. They played games, played chess, played checkers. Leon Poe was playing with them. Xavier Tillman was playing with them. Uh, so it was fun. It was cool to see them interact with, with all the senior citizens who attended. When I heard you say game yep. seven. Yeah. I was like, did they really pull up game seven from last no, year? No, no, and put no. it on the screen. <laughs> uh, no, it was 62. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I was enjoying nice, nice little piece of a Biscoff cookie mm-hmm. when you uh, talked about any BH. Yep. But I thought yeah. you were teeing me up on purpose. No. <laughs> so you're lucky my mouth was full. I was ready to explode. Yes. <laughs> uh, but it was good. We talked to Xavier Tillman afterwards. I'm going to write it up for Celtics blog. But uh, since Hell this yes. is how about the Celtics and this comes out, I'm going to talk about it anyways. Um, we talked about his time in Boston. He said he's a very good cards player, so he was hyped uh, to play oh, with them. Yeah. He he said he's a good cards player, but they were playing a different game than he was. So I think that was his wink, wink. This These motherfuckers cheat. were cheating. Yeah, yeah. Cheating. Football season may be over, but the action on the floor is heating up. Whether it's a tournament season or the fight for a playoff home court, there's no shortage of high stakes basketball moments this time of year. Get in on the excitement with Prize Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app where you could turn your hoops knowledge into serious cash. Testing my skills on prize picks this season is the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $1,000 with just a few taps. Prize picks is really simple to play, and I can make my picks and submit my entry in less than 60 seconds. Download the app today and use code CLNS for a first deposit match up to $100. Use the code CLNS for the first deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Um, He talked about this is his first time really living in a city because he was like in Memphis and he just lived in the suburbs out there. And so this is his yeah, first time I guess. Like living in an actual city. Uh, He said driving it's not very fun. <laughs> Talked about the tunnels. I go you started or, profusely nodding. <laughs> well, I, I looked at him. I was like, I was like, so have you encountered some mass holes on the road? And he goes, I've never heard that word. But yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. These motherfuckers <laughs> just come into your lane and don't do any, don't say anything. Uh, so he's encountered plenty of, of mass holes uh, as well. Um, he said it's been good. I asked him about because O'Shea Brissett's Syracuse team beat him in the uh, in the tourney. Uh, and I asked him about it, and he said, "That yeah, that was a tough one. That that stung, but O'Shea hasn't made hasn't brought it up. So respect to him for that. But uh, it was a good chat. Tillman seems like a really good dude. Um, and I'll be writing up the the full like quotes and stuff because I, I don't remember them off the top of my head for Celtics blog. So if you'd like more on that, it'll be there. Uh, but yeah, he he 
had never heard the term asshole, but he knew exactly what it was. And that should tell you enough about what it's like to drive in Boston. You should have like gave him some like fake term. Like, like you could have <laughs> been like rats. Like, like you could have just said rat and like seen ratless. You could get it to stick within the team. Yeah, I know. Shit. Yeah, any rats on the road there, Tillman? He's like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I never heard rats. that before, but rats. Yeah, it, like all the Celtics are talking about rats. <laughs> I love it. Uh, yeah, but Tillman's great. He seems like you're a super cool dude. Uh, and that was fun. Uh, next thing, Jason Tatum recently talked. Where is this from? You put this on the sheet. Was this like an article or is this like a practice Bill Simmons podcast? Bill Simmons podcast. Uh, he said that Doc told him JT asked for him to give his all-star minutes to Jalen so he could try to push for the MVP award. W teammate. That, that's that's the takeaway. Here. W team. Big W for the teammates. He he saw Jalen having a great game in the all-star game. He did have a really good game, too. He did. Like, he had 36 points off the bench. I'm pretty sure he was efficient. Mm-hmm. And Tatum was like, listen, I want him to have that sick Kobe trophy like I had last year. The, the one where he won it and everyone was like, yeah, the all-star game MVP has won the finals every single year. Since they made this trophy, Tatum was like, Fuck. "Not me." Fuck. I don't, is it? I don't know if it's the same year they won it, but I think every player's like to win it since then has won a championship in that. Period. No, Giannis won it in twenty one, then Curry in twenty two, and then it would have been Tatum last year had they. Well, he he okay. won the MVP, but you know. <clears throat> okay, I th- I think there was something like that too, because like it was in like I know Kawhi won it too, and he like it was around the time he won the title. Yeah, but it wasn't the Kobe Trophy. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Oh, 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 I see what you mean. Yeah, no, W Tatum. I mean, right off the back of Joe saying they don't have to be best friends, this comes out. Seems like they're pretty good friends to me. You know what's funny? <laughs> that makes me think of like who is the last regular season MVP to win the title in the same season? It's probably been a while because it was Embiid and then Jokic, Jokic. And then before that, I think Giannis, but they lost. Let's see, Giannis in nineteen too. Yeah, Giannis back to back. Harden in eighteen. Russ in seventeen. Curry in sixteen. Curry twenty fourteen fifteen. Okay, so that was the last one. And then before that, it was KD in thirteen fourteen. LeBron twelve thirteen. LeBron eleven twelve. And they won both of those years. Yeah. Yeah. And then Rose, LeBron, LeBron. It doesn't happen that often, I guess. Yeah, Celtics spoiled Kobe's uh, run in 08. Quit talking about the MVP. Literally, who cares? Because we just went through. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter if you win the MVP. Just look at Embiid last year. Really doesn't matter. (laughs) It really does not matter in that case. Uh, All right. Next thing, uh, Sam, I don't know how to say this guy's last name, so I'm going to let you intro this. <laughs> Can I try? So Joe talked to the Man City head coach. Um, that is what we're talking about. Yep. Is it Pep Pep Guardiola? Did I say yeah, that right? That, you're okay. correct. Okay. But uh, you still know more about this, so I'll let you rock. Yeah, I fucking hate Pep. Rat. <laughs> fucking hate Me that too. Guy. I do too. Yeah. I think everybody, if, if you're not a Man City fan, you have to yeah, hate him. You hate is that Pep. the rule? He's handsome, but you can still hate him. They're the Chiefs of the, uh, the Prem, effectively. So everybody saw it. During the All-Star break, Missoula went across the pond, went to Man City, spent some time with one of the top teams in Europe on the, the soccer field. And he sat down and discussed the trip over there with Jared Weiss of The Athletic. And Weiss published the article about it today. Missoula talked a lot about the similarity between the two games, I think. At least off camera, we have had conversations about this where I'm like, I think soccer is a slower version of basketball, which is why I think it's a lot of fun to watch. Mm -hmm. That was the consensus of this piece. 
Missoula talked a lot about this, and and uh, this is what he had to say to Jared Weiss. He said, that is what the game of basketball is about to me and what counterattacking in soccer is about, Missoula told The Athletic. So I study a lot of Man City. I study Pep a lot. I think he's the best coach at any level in any sport. It's had a huge influence on me. He's talking about the fluidity of the game. He said, everybody tries to break basketball up into offense and defense, but it's one game. If your transition defense sucks, everybody talks about your transition defense. But if it's your spacing and your decision-making and your shot selection, then it's your transition defense. I think where basketball and soccer are the same is the transition is happening so fast. You can be on offense, and two seconds later you can be on defense, so the game is constantly changing. This is big facts. The only difference between the two games is the soccer field is so big that you have to have more people out there and you also have people designated to play each side of the ball. So you do have defenders, you do have offensive players. But to his point, on a counterattack, they just get out and run. And they, they mm-hmm. do have the breakaway opportunities where it looks like a basketball fast break. Guys are filling lanes. They're trying to get the best attacking angles towards the goal to set themselves up to score. Like, it does happen. So anyways, final quote from this. Soccer and basketball, when I watch it, it's kind of the same sport from that te- t- tactical standpoint. Of how do you create advantages? How do you create two-on-ones? How do you recognize weaknesses in the defense? And how do you take advantage of the angles? And I put, I hate Pep, rat, fuck, very handsome nonetheless. <laughs> he is, he's a good-looking guy. Very Pep for that. Um, this is super cool. This isn't the first time Missoula has talked about, like, drawing stuff from other sports, too. Like, he was when, when Gerard Bayo got hired as the head coach of the Pats, uh, he was like, yeah, I watch wide receiver routes all the time. Like I watch the dolphins and Tyree kill and Jay Waddle and like just sitting there watching guys seriously, like, like, well, he's camp like run routes. Well, he's like, I watch the game so I can study how they get open and, and draw it to like screens, cutting off the ball, stuff like that. Like, I, I think it's so fascinating the way that he attacks the game. Like he's fucking psycho. And it's been talked about like time and time again, but he's really just sitting there. I mean, I swear this guy could be watching fucking Peppa, Peppa pig with his kids and be like, Hmm, she really hit that. She really, she really hit that dancing move. I wonder if I wonder if Peyton Pritchard can we apply. Can, how can this help us win a championship, <laughs> dude? He's he's psychotic, and and this is one of the reasons why I don't understand why people dislike him. Like he is literally every aspect of his life. Joe, like JJ Reddick talked about this on the broadcast the other night. Like he's obsessed. Like this is all he does. All he does, yeah. and like he fucking took his All Star break, went to Manchester, England, to talk to Pep about you know. Fuck Pep. being better at basketball and Pep's a fucking soccer coach. Like this guy's insane in the best way possible. Um, yeah, he's Rhode Island Tibbs. Yeah. That's what he is. <laughs> he except instead yes. of going to the practice facility for his vacation, he went somewhere but just made it about basketball. Yeah, which is insane. I Did do love the... this philosophy. Yes, and, and we get to whatever you're about to say, but I want to yeah, 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 just yeah. harp on this a little bit more because it's the same th- yeah, it's such a similar game. And to all the people that say soccer is boring. I don't know how you can like basketball and not like soccer. The best part about soccer is it's such a great team game where everybody has to be involved. The ball movement is key to the team's success, and it is the perfect thing to try and model winning basketball on, especially when you have a team as talented as the Celtics where everybody can score. In soccer, yes, there are attackers, but for the most part, everybody can score at least a little bit. They should be able to put the ball in the net if they're in position. So, hundred percent. I, I just love the team first mentality that comes along with that. And big credit to Missoula for just being absolutely locked in at all times. Mm. 
what I was going to say is, why <laughs> why the fuck did he get Joe on his jersey and not Missoula? <laughs> what, are we, what are we doing? It is so a little for, bit funny. For audio listeners, we're looking at the image. So Joe and Pep took a photo together um where they like held up jerseys like it's a fucking jersey swap, jersey swap yeah. and <laughs> pep has a celtics jersey number four by the way shout out your holiday um that says guardiola on it and joe has a man city jersey that but instead of missoula on the back it says joe <laughs> on the back. It's, a, it's a soccer thing sometimes they'll put their first name on the back oh i know but like <laughs> why it's a flex is it is that yeah. what it is it's flexing <laughs> They, they, everybody can just know him by his first name. Like when, when you hear Joe, you think of him no matter what. Joe's a special, special person, man. I love him. He's, you know, my favorite thing about Joe is, mm. is he looks extremely different when he is clean shaven versus when he has like the yes. same facial hair that we have. Yes. Which says a lot because we don't have any facial hair. Mm-hmm. So I bet he can like, like if I went to the game tomorrow and I don't shave, he'd probably be like respect. <laughs> like he probably respects you he's like yeah we're in the same boat <laughs> joe's joe's different man i i love him he's he's such a character uh it's very fun all right let's go check in with the email but first it's in what's popping time uh and we are going to be giving away some popcorn let me pull up the wheel and reveal to you pull it up jack I don't even know how many entries there are. Let's see. A lot. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven entries for what's popping. Again, comment what's popping on this podcast in the comments for a chance to be entered to win a ten dollar in Pupnito gift card. Uh, I will provide a warning. Um, Hal, who is our our guy at Impopnito, uh, emailed me and saying they are closed February twenty eighth through March sixth. So, if we do hook you up with a code. Just it's gonna be. It might not happen right away. Yeah, but you will get. You're still going to get your reward. (laughs) Yes. Just warning you now. However, let's spin the wheel. See who's winning some in Pop Nito popcorn. Big. This is a huge spin. This is March Madness for in Pop Nito, pretty much. Oh my god. (laughs) Henry is lost. He is the new Timo. Shout out to Bryant Lynch. You are our winner today. So you can email us HBC's hbtcpod at gmail.com you can what is it the phone number they need and email comes along with it and then your name and that's mm-hmm. the information they need to send you your prize yeah yeah phone number and name full name phone number that's all we need we appreciate you um sorry henry uh, maybe i'll just buy you something you can buy some yourself I, I we've gotten nepotism complaints so uh it's all right all right Let's go. Henry to the actually doesn't exist. It's just Jack <laughs> trying to enter. Yeah, my bad. Sorry, guys. Um, here's the email. I thought it'd be funny to show you guys that we got a spam email here. <laughs> we sure did. I I didn't open it, but I'm not clicking on it. But I opened nope, the email. Not clicking it. Uh, so shout out Jenny Hendricks for trying to get all Learn of our Chinese. information. <laughs> uh, a few emails from our here. Sense still hits. <laughs> What's popping a weird little stat? Even the guys just finished watching the Celtics put away the Knicks Saturday night. And I've said, as I've said recently, a win means everything was good. So onward to an odd little bit of data for the season. 
Uh, we're all familiar with the quote last 10 column in the standings. What a team's win loss record in the last 10 That's games. Right. Celtics this year have never had a 10 game stretch where they were five and five or worse. They were six and four once the rest of the time. They've either Asked. been eight and two or nine and one, uh, and they haven't gone on a 10 and no run. Next four teams in the East have had at least one side sub 500 stretch. The Cavs started out four and six this year. The Bucks recently had a three and seven stretch with tonight's loss. The Knicks are on a four and six slide. Celtics Eight, have become so yeah. a very consistent team, regardless of who is on the floor. And this is why I'm less worried about who we draw in the playoffs. I think we can kick anyone to the curb. Be well, RJ. Also important piece of information. Derek White and Peyton Pritchard said fans allowed to say we, they did in fact say that. They said that, that, that did break me. I meant to mention that. I almost yeah, no. drove into a telephone pole on purpose I, when I was. I, I, I've ever since Keith Smith said it, I remember him talking about it. Fans can say it. Media can't because fans are part of the city. They're part of like it, it is. It is slightly I despise. Different. I despise I it still. Derek and Peyton overrule you, unfortunately, and I'm sorry. And I know that's tough. Just uh, know if you're saying we. You are Drake when he went to the Kentucky film session <laughs> and it's bro thinks he's on the team. I I won't gatekeep you from saying it, but just know that's what you are. <laughs> Sam just thinks less of you. It's all right. Except for RJ. RJ is allowed. Our listeners are allowed. RJ, I think slightly less of you than I would the normal person, but less nonetheless. <laughs> um yeah this is cool i mean the celtics have just been the beacon of consistency this year uh which is why they are have amassed this massive lead at the top of the conference um something that i, I think peyton and Derek, uh excuse me joe and Derek white or maybe just d white was asked about at practice today and he was just like yeah we don't really pay attention to that we're just kind of playing basketball which is the correct mindset and i think the reason why they have been so consistent you ready showtime on may 3rd summer starts with the fall guy let's do it later let's drink a spicy margarita make some bad decisions yes audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year fall guy fall guy fall guy that's what the poster said see ryan gosling and emily blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy trying to make it out because nope. i don't either it's not what i'm into right now what are you into talking yeah <laughs> <laughs> the fall guy only in theaters may 3rd rated pg-13 yeah the day-to-day -day is really the whole mantra is always pushed and these guys staying engaged every single game even though it doesn't always feel like it, the lapses are a lot shorter than they would be last year where instead of an entire game, it's a quarter. And as annoying as it can be to watch, in the grand scheme of things, you're you're getting a pretty good deal here. So as long as they finish the job, this is going to be a season to look back on being like nice. I will also say, I'm not saying you're wrong. Like there definitely are some frustrating moments with this team, but I do think... Like I can only imagine even like one tier down, like watching the wolves or watching the calves, like the level of, yeah, these are some Poverty, frustrating dude. moments. Yeah. <laughs> like we're just very spoiled. Sweet. <laughs> Sam is complaining about having two ply toilet paper instead of three ply while the calves That's have right. fucking yeah. single ply. Down they, they, the the calves are wiping their ass with their hands, dude. It's <laughs> fucking the pistons. Yeah. The pistons. No, the calves have a leaf. The pistons are using their hands. <laughs> Uh, next email from RJ uh, as well. What's popping? My wish for the Celtics. Afternoon, folks. Well, folks are worried about who will the Celtics get in the first round and when will we play so-and-so? I'd like to see the Celtics close out regular season by getting at least one victory against every team in the league. There are only four teams the Celtics have yet to defeat. Denver, Golden State, OKC, and... Charlotte, uh, Denver may be the toughest out here with being Denver and Six Denver teams. having the jo the Joker, huh? Six teams. What? Who else haven't they beaten? Portland. 
who they well, have they not played, played true. in yeah, Phoenix, okay. who they have not played. Yeah, true. Okay, well, I guess he, yes. That but Phoenix one popped into yet. my head the other day. Because do you remember the day you were like, who, who have the Celtics not played yet? It's only Portland, and we couldn't think of anybody. King, the Phoenix Kings at the, the time, team. too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but these are the teams that they have played them. Yeah. Uh, saying it could be tough with Denver having the Joker, but the Warriors seem to be rounding uh, into their annoying playoff run selves. OKC is fast and talented, but we get them in Boston. Charlotte is the only team we get two chances at, although the next one is on April Grant. Fool's Day. Uh, it's also another Monday night in Charlotte, sort of a Grant Williams perfect storm. Uh, regular season wins don't count in the playoffs, but they do go a long way of evicting those fears uh, that want to live rent-free in the fan bases. Has be well, RJ. Derek White also talked about how they don't really care who they play in the playoffs uh, on PSG. Yeah. And then my other thought, you mentioned April Fool's Day against Grant. That is the perfect... Remember when Jason Tatum said he'd come off the bench for a game? before? The yeah, season? it would be the perfect that game is the, that. that is the game. Good, that good is call. The game. Mm-hmm. You need to ask them about that closer to the date. I want to get Tatum... On it's got to be either after no, it, well, it's got to be after either a big time win or during a practice. Like it can't be after a close game or after like a super relevant game. You know what I'm saying? It no, yeah. Moment for it. Felt you, um, feel you on that, of course. <clears throat> we'll see. But yeah, W like this. I agree. Uh, beat the teams that you need to beat. Hundred percent, obviously. And the Celtics have done a good job about that this year. You know, like I think Greeny posted like the last eight games or whatever, and they just keep winning. And he's like, this is what not playing with your food food looks like. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. They they actually go out there and take care of business this year. Compared I mean, to like years past, it's just like, oh, wait, they lost to the Wizards. Like, do you remember that? I know they talked about it briefly on the part of my take appearance today. But Porzingis killing them with the Wizards last year was all time. Because before that game, Brogdon was like, yeah, we want the one seed. And yeah, they I just do. Went out and got shit on. Yep. And Brad said, I want that guy on my team. Yep. Bring him here. Love it. All right. Last email from RJ. Um, let's pop in a brief reading list. Morning, guys. I'm glad the two two of you were able to hulk out against Twitter stupidity directed at Tate, Jason Tatum on the Monday morning installment to clear the taste of bad posts. Have some good writing on a variety of topics. From the athletic paywall, <laughs> Jared Weiss's uh, great look at <coughs> excuse me, how Coach Mazzula's love of soccer has shaped the success of the Fox, season. Pep talked about it fuck pep uh but great article go read it connor roche of boston.com shares a more beautiful game thoughts on tatum's contributions in the win over the knicks uh a little non-reading for you highlights from the main celtics 130 to 100 drubbing of the westchester knicks on sunday lots of love for jordan walsh and kata in this one and then finally my own contribution of celtics blog and how to begin educating ourselves on the cba uh salary cap penalties as we head into the next era of the celtics be well rj uh thank you Thank you. We're probably not going to read everything or watch everything on the pod because it would be a two hour long pod. But uh, thank you. I'll definitely check these out. You're a legend, RJ. We appreciate you. Yes. All right. Let's uh, let's get into the NBA standings here. Uh, see what we got cooking up. See which teams are winning. See which are losing. I know RJ mentioned a couple Eastern Conference teams that were sliding. However, we can get in here. And take a look for ourselves. I always have to pull up the Google NBA standings instead of ESPN because they have the the win-loss, and I don't think ESPN does. But uh, here we go. <clears throat> Let's see who's winning and losing. Good to use uh, the Celtics. good old NBA.com. It's true. I'm just so used to this. It's just like muscle memory. Celtics eight-game win streak. Cavs just won one in a row, but they're back to seven and three. Bucks five and five. Knicks four and six. Sixers three and seven. Sliding. Not very good there. Although the Sticks Bucks have won two in a row. Awful. 
they got murdered on national TV yesterday. I had the game on while I sat here and hung out, and it was not pretty. Granted, they played Milwaukee, but they they look rough. The loss of Embiid will do that, I suppose. Pacers and Heat have both won three in a row. Good for them. Magic just lost one, although there was uh, they did have a big win over the Pistons, ironically enough. Did you see Paolo's interview after that one? Wasn't he, like, emotional? Yeah, well, he was having, like, a really shit game, and he was just like, yeah, my teammates just, like, kept telling me to shoot. He kept lifting me up. Dude, just (laughs) almost fell to his knees. Uh, Nets are fucking tragic. Firing Jock Vaughn was a real good luck for them. They lost by, like, fucking 50 in Kevin Ollie's first game as the interim. Like, yeah, Jock Vaughn was the problem, guys. Good job. Uh, Raptors won two in a row. They blew out the nets i think it was it was <laughs> uh they blew out somebody uh hornets won one in a row they're now five and one in the grant era w Red hot love to see it wizards now 11 in a row sirens 11 yep <laughs> pistons inching their way back towards the 10 they're at five now sam Uh-oh. i saw the pistons won yesterday is that false because uh, i saw legion hoops tweet out that they now had the same record as the washington wizards i guess i guess that was fake news Did yeah, i, get I don't got? think so they lost on the 24th, yeah. What they lost hell? to the Magic on the 24th, and they haven't played since. Oh, I saw no the same I'm tweet. in these notifications that I'm looking for with what, I saw, what happened today. I saw the same thing you did, though, so I'm I was, I'm was confused because they are still one win down uh, on the Wizards. But anyways, Western Conference, uh, top of the West is winning. 7-3 and three T-Wolves just won one Thunder, won five in a row. They're 8-2 in their last 10. Nuggets have won three in a row, six and four. Clippers and Kings and Suns, all six and four as well. Suns, Pelicans, Mavs, Lakers, all seven and three in their last 10. Warriors, eight and two, while the bottom of the West is shitty. Uh, but the Western Conference, no one's, you're either six and four or better or three and seven or worse. There is no in between. Everyone is either winning or losing in the West. Uh, and the playoff picture is starting to really take shape with the Warriors in 10 and the Jazz and Rockets falling out of it. So, hate to see it for the Rockets. Really felt like this could be a nice jump year for them. It hasn't been. Started mm-hmm. off solid, but couldn't keep the momentum going. And instead, you're going to see uh, Adam Silver's wet dream of a play in with the Lakers and Warriors having to win probably two games apiece to get in. I mean, only one can make it, but you know, they're mm-hmm. going to get to play all the play in games. Yeah. Yeah, and for those wondering if you'd like to see the Celtics standing atop the league, uh, they have a five-game lead on the Timberwolves and Thunder, six and a half on the Nuggets, seven and a half on the Cavs, uh, and then other Eastern Conference opponents, eight and a half on the Bucks, eleven games up on the Knicks. So, Denver uh, and Cleveland, and even the Clippers, all have a big stretch ahead to enter mm-hmm. that forty twenty club. They do, they do. Uh, shout out to the Timberwolves and Thunder for getting there, by the way. Finally, about time. Who would have thought? <laughs> Who would have thought was right? All right. Next thing. Clippers have rebranded along with their new arena that they'll be moving to next year, which is very cool. Is it next uh, year or is it the year after? Perhaps it's the year after. What I do know is the brand It's gonna take them a while to build the wall. Yes. <laughs> You're a motherfucker. Uh the branding is next year. Um so let's take a look, give our thoughts. Uh, I'll pull it up here. I believe pull it up. an article about it uh on SB Nation. Uh, yeah, this is perfect. So SB Nation, shout out Ricky O'Donnell uh, and our employer, SB Nation Legends. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Um, put out an article about it, looking at the new branding. Here it is. Uh, Make Waves, the new look of Clippers basketball. Um, three super cool jerseys here, a blue one, a, a white one, 
and a red one. Very simple. Red, white, and blue the same as usual, but a new font, uh, kind of cursive-esque. Um, a brand new logo as well uh, with a boat in the middle with the giant sea. Uh, thoughts, Sam? I am a fan of this. I think the Clippers jerseys since, I mean, really for like the last 10 years have sucked. I have not been a fan of the current like basketball logo with the LAC in the middle of it. I think it looks Agreed. stupid. I think they're very simplistic as is right now, and they try and look kind of modern, which sucks. I'm a huge fan of this rebrand. Their logo looks like an Agreed. actual logo mm-hmm. instead of a stupid like, I don't know. If you look at all the NBA logos, right, and you look at the current Clippers logo, one of these things is not like the other. It's the worst. Like, it logo. just looks different. It stands out. And it's just not fun. Mm-hmm. This one, while it's not perfect, I know Cam tweeted about it, Cam DeBatabai, and was like, he didn't like there's it. just too much going on with this, which I can kind of see. And I also like don't it. know if there's actually a basketball in the logo, which is like, uh, I, I kind of see it. It's but, right. Uh, do you see the bat? I think it's, it's that's not a really a basketball. I know, but oh, like, I that. see. Yes. The, the, the underbelly of the ship is a basketball. Okay. Yeah. Kind of cool. This would be a sick logo if they're from Rhode Island, just because that's like <laughs> kind of our thing. But the uniforms, I am a fan of these uniforms. They're heat. I, it's kind of funny that they are literally Wizards uniforms without the stripes. Yeah, I will say that white Clippers uniform with the blue, that is that might be Boy, one of my favorite uniforms in the league. That the, genuinely yeah, it might be Paul one of the Pierce, best uniforms Clippers in the league. We'll buy it. Yes. Uh, Very sick. The red one. I like it, but I think the text should also be white, maybe with blue trim, if you yep. want to incorporate the blue. But I just don't think you're going to be able to see that. Like, if yep. you, like, do that thing where you, like, space your eyes out, you're not going to be able to see it that well. That one looks the most like a Wizards uniform. Yep. <clears throat> the red one. But I'm still, like, a fan of them. I like the yeah. the piping on the sides. Like, I like it around the mm-hmm. neck and in the shoulders. I'm in. And it's just a good look. So good the red the one, The red one has something else on it as well i think the jordan logo um, no here 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 uh it's got Jump like in. nautical oh okay i like that very cool yeah no the, i i i know cam said he wasn't a fan clippers did a fucking great job with these so these very clean look at the blue thing the about teal. clippers rebrand <clears throat> yeah i wish this is the only thing i'll say i wish that the navy was the teal you know how they have that little teal undertone there on the piping yeah the shorts if that was the primary color of the the dark ones, I think that'd be fun. I saw twin. I wow. Uh, I don't even know where I was going with that. I saw Cam tweet out. I was trying to say tweet and Cam at the same time. Um, a version that he liked, um, or what he thought it would be. What? Is, why am I not like C to bet? Oh, it's Cameron. I was like, what the fuck am I looking at? Um, he tweeted out what he thought it should be, uh, or like a. a the design that somebody tweeted out. He likes this. That this is what he wishes. Yeah, this is his what he likes. What could have been? <laughs> that is the the Wizard City edition. <laughs> That's what it is. That everyone's like, this is the worst thing ever. They should have never chosen these colors. They don't work together. <laughs> no, no, this would be awful. I don't mind I don't the like colors. The Wizards colors are worse. More blue. But... <laughs> sure. Um, rest of oh. the article um is just like. The jerseys in full they do have the the teal on the side of the the uh, on one side of the white you can see it like sort of on the edge mm. um the nautical things very cool down the side um they explain it with stuff we probably don't These care about my favorite 
<laughs> they're like, yeah, the scene... hey, we did this. You didn't notice because it doesn't matter, but we're going to tell you anyway. It's like the City Edition Celtics jersey. It's like you see that like tan on the side. It's actually mm. not gold. It's supposed to be the peach baskets that they had in Springfield. This is the worst. Compass cardinal directions pointing north to the N in Los Angeles, providing timeless direction. Honestly, that's kind of fire. I can't even. Know. I like the N being north, but providing timeless direction is cringe. All they had to do is be like, we going up. Yeah. Right to that's the top. Cool, I like that the end is up there. I didn't even think of the new court as well. Clean, easy, clean. Yep. Coordinates. Cool. Fine with it. Yeah, where are the coordinates on the, on the sideline? Very good. Yeah. Yes. On like the, the bottom. Right here. Uh, look at that. See the red doesn't work. You can't read it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm in W Clippers. I'm a big fan. Like you said, I think you are as well. Shout out the clips. Good. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Job. Uh, okay, Sam, LeBron was complaining again, and you saw it and I didn't. Shocker. Tell me what happened. <laughs> so this is not directly LeBron. It could be LeBron using Wendy as a mouthpiece, but it LeBron is about LeBron's future. Sure. So Wendy was on first take today. So take this with a grain of salt because it is first take. But he talked about LeBron's future with the Lakers. He said, I don't think this is LeBron's last stand. I don't think this is the Lakers' last stand. First off, I think LeBron is angling to sign a multi-year deal in the offseason with the Lakers that will be nine figures, meaning it'll be worth over $100 million by the end of it. That will even be bigger than the deal he is on now. You now, say two or three years. Do you say multi-year? Sorry, it's multi-year. Okay, sorry, sorry. Now, whether or not he's able to finish that deal, whether or not the Lakers want to give him a three-year contract and pay him $60 million when he's 42 years old, that's a different discussion. So we have had this chat before. I'm not convinced the Lakers should do any of this. Maybe you do it because you think that somebody's going to want to trade for him and you can get stuff back instead of him just leaving for nothing. And if that's your plan, then fine. Because I'm sure there will be a team that's that desperate. They're like, we haven't been relevant for a while. Our fans deserve this. Maybe the Knicks, you know, like they're really trying to just be, ah, uh, you know, we're, we're finally going to be there. But see, more seriously, like a team like, I don't know, the Pistons or Washington or somebody that just hasn't been a real competitive team in quite some time, Utah, something like that. Yeah. But if I'm the Lakers, I don't really want to pay him this money. I already think he's like bleeding them dry as it is. They're a 500 team and they're going to pay an aging guy even more money than he's already making for three years. Mm -hmm. I mean, listen, you do what you want, Lakers. I'm not going to stop you. But I know if it was the Celtics. I'd be none too pleased. I know you don't care about this, and rightfully so. By re-signing LeBron James, they will make triple that amount in the ticket sales and everything else going on in that city. So, <laughs> yeah, I but know it's not about that. I know. It's about the cat. I, I know. But if you are the Lakers organization and Jeannie Buss and Rob Polinka, Jeannie Buss is saying. Resign this man right fucking now. 
And I, I, I agree with you that the basketball wise, it probably is time to move on. Um, regardless, I'm not saying he's a bad player, but I think the Lakers clearly haven't built a team where he is going to secede, whether it's his fault or not. I don't want to get into that argument right now, but like, uh, <laughs> um, they're not like it's LeBron James. You're going to resign him at the end of the day, which I know you can disagree with, but like, that's just what it is. That's how it is. He's, he's, he is basketball. <laughs> it's if you're talking about it from a team branding financial standpoint, you're absolutely right. Like they can make yeah. a ton of money off of it. It just depends if you're the Lakers front office slash upper management. What do you really want out of this? Do you want to try and compete or do you want to make money? And if the answer is just to make money, then sure. Why not? Just go ahead and do it. He can well, you tell me what they want there. Well, I don't know. It's the Lakers. <laughs> and, and as much as I hate the Lakers and I, I despise them, I think they're a trash franchise. They do have plenty of history. They do have plenty of championships. And it's at a level where it's like they should be trying to win. That's just, I mean, if, if you're the Celtics, you have that same mindset where it's like we want to win a championship. We want to go out there and give ourselves the best chance to compete. We want to build the best team possible. We want to compete. The Lakers would not be doing that by bringing back LeBron, plain and simple. You just can't. I On this kind of money, you cannot do that. It's not mm-hmm. realistic. Now, if you want to take a pay cut, I'm, this is not a knock on his playing ability. It's just like with the pieces you already have, you don't have very much flexibility. And you already have a team with him and Davis on it where they're making plenty of money and it's not working. So it's only going to get worse. If he's like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'll play for like $20 million, which won't happen, it could be different. You could, you could be more flexible in that sense. But this way, you could just can't do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I'm in, or I, I agree. Um, I don't know. They're going to do it, but whether or not they should is a different question, which, meh. uh, I will say I didn't, I did confuse the two next things on the topic. Uh, when I said LeBron complaining, you, yeah, sorry. That was the confusion here. I, I combined them into one. Cause I think there was the same topic in my head, but, uh, something else I didn't see Lakers are complaining about free throws. Uh, Sam, would you explain this to me as well? Yes, uh, lots of crying going on out there on Sunday. ESPN's Dave McMenamin put together an article about their matchup with the Phoenix Suns in which they lost. And the talk of the town was all those charity stripe attempts. LeBron, all he could do was laugh Sunday when he was asked about the free throw disparity in the Lakers' 123-113 loss to the Phoenix Suns. Phoenix shot 19 free throws as compared to just eight for L.A., representing a season low for the Lakers in tying just the fewest such attempts in any game for the team since James joined the franchise in 2018, according to ESPN's stats and information research. While James was exasperated, his coach Darvin Ham was angered. I am not one to use referees an excuse, which is not true. Just look at the playoffs last year. Him and Kerr were having a wine-off in the second round. Uh, I'm not one to use the referees as an excuse, but it's becoming increasingly tough because of the inconsistency. I'm seeing our guys get the same contact on them as we're supposedly committing. And the whistle is not being blown. Now, Jack, I don't know if you've ever heard of a little Twitter account called StatMuse, but they did tweet this out conveniently today. Uh, In the last two seasons, the highest free throw differential has been the Lakers at 792 more free throws than their opponents, and then the Knicks at 321 more free throws than their opponents. little tidbit for you on this stat from the free throw gods. 
that gap is bigger than the Knicks and the 28th team on the list, meaning the second most free throw shooting team on this list and the 28th most free throw shooting team on this list have a smaller difference between them than the Lakers yeah. and the Knicks do. That's special stuff. That's special stuff right there. Only, Great A irony. Only the likes of the Lakers and LeBron could weep to this level. Just, <laughs> I mean, read the room. Ever since the Sleepless Nights thing, what do they think? They're, they're entitled to shoot 20 more free throws Clearly. a game than their opponent? And still be bad, which is crazy. And still not it be is, very yeah. good. It's kind right. of impressive, really. They've had... They've had the chance at scoring 661 more points than their opponents over the past two seasons for free. Well, LeBron, not, not for free, but because shooter. of that. Uh, and they have still been bad in that time. So that it's it's truly it, it's some would say inspirational stuff that they've managed to do that. Some would say uh, it's impressive. Um, what makes you feel good about crazy. like being the little guy sometimes? Because you know there are like just from a podcast perspective, you might look at another podcast that might have taken our name and be like, wow, like they have like all of the the assets the platform to be one of the greatest podcasts in this field in, in this small corner of podcasts but mm -hmm. you can look and be like well even when you are spoon-fed opportunities to be the best like the lakers are there is still a possibility that that will be messed up and it won't be taken advantage of mm -hmm. so there's yeah. hope for for people like jack and i <laughs> uh all right uh, last NBA thing we have is something Sam doesn't know about yet, but it's about his Pistons. So, Sam. I cannot believe this already, and I haven't even heard it. Hoops hype. Mm. Uh, more specifically, Dionysus uh, Arav Araventinos. Dionysus Araventinos. Sorry if that's incorrect. Did an article for Hoops Hype. How would the 23-24 Pistons do in the EuroLeague? We asked, dominate. We asked a bunch of EuroLeague players. <clears throat> so. Mm. Let's take a look and see what the Euroleague guys had to say uh, about the Pistons. Did they now? Is this anonymous or is this no? No, they put their name on the line. Yep, name on the line. Okay, <clears throat> let's see. <clears throat> Chimo, uh, Chimo Maniki, who was on the Kings last year, they'd mm. be in the play in max. <laughs> That's what people mm. need to start asking. Think about all the young guys they have dealing with the European coaches, they wouldn't do that well. It's not about basketball rules and what you're used to matters. Guys are averaging 20 plus points over there. You come over here, it's a 40 minute game, and you don't play the entire first quarter. How are you dealing with that? You're averaging 14 minutes a game, and in the NBA, you can play 26 minutes. It's different, which I understand what he's saying. I do think the impact of that is different, um, but <laughs> that is the answer. Play in max. <clears throat> says uh monkey if adam silver had any ball i have we haven't even done the whole article if he had any balls he would be like all right midsummer pistons versus take your pick of the euro league team we're I say relegation. This in a three-game series <laughs> i said relegation uh will clyburn first place just the size and athleticism. It's a reason That's why right. they're the best players in the world. They will adjust to the game and the way it's played here. And there, from there, it'll be easy. So different. Respect. <clears throat> Jerron Blossom game. Hard to say, but they would be a playoff team for sure. The biggest difference between the NBA and the EuroLeague is the shot-making ability. When they've adjusted to the rules and the style, they would be a good team. <clears throat> That's right. Jalen uh, Smith. I think they'd finish in the Final Four in the EuroLeague. NBA guys are good. Even though some bench players in the league don't look good in the NBA setting, uh, they're still at that level for a reason. Uh, Freddie Gillespie. 
with the right coach, they're finishing no lower than fourth or fifth. Doing well in the NBA is all about star power. Doing well in the EuroLeague is about the depth of your team and the Pistons That's would right. have a deep team in the EuroLeague standards. Inexperience would be the biggest reason they drop games. The NBA is for the young and the hungry. The EuroLeague is for the matured and seasoned. That's why I think the coach will be a huge factor too. I think, uh, or excuse me, Monty. the coach would have to cover the gap in experience. Monty, who I saw something today and One it was like... Goats. Um, <clears throat> Marvin Bagley is playing super well in Washington this year. And Mike Muscala, who was playing super well when he got to Detroit, is now out of the rotation. <laughs> He's playing uh, Evan Turner, or excuse me, Evan Fournier and uh, Malachi Flynn over Marcus Sasser now, um, which doesn't have Pistons fans too pleased. Um, but <clears throat> I would play yeah. Evan Turner. <laughs> my guy my bad uh matt costello i'd say they probably make it to the final four after that one game is tough for the championship i just think it's too much talent not to make it that far and then last mm -hmm. one uh dan oturu uh who was also in the nba as were some of these guys they finished somewhere near the top probably the first seed honestly they have too much talent for the euro league people forget uh the pistons are an nba team and the nba is the best with the best players from all over the world even though they lost 28 straight games they'd still be far better than any current euro league team Sam, respect for your Pistons from a lot of them. Yeah, these EuroLeague guys, they Evolve. also don't want to bite the hand that feeds. It's true. Like, <laughs> if you're in the EuroLeague, if you're making the jump over to the NBA, your landing spot's probably the Pistons. Pistons like of all the teams <laughs> you, you, that you do not want to offend, Pistons mm. number one. Chima Monkiki, not getting a contract. Yeah. Whatever country you're in, continue to learn the language, buddy. Yes, sir. Uh, all right. Uh, ready for the Rattlers, Sam? Would you like to kick it off? Uh, yeah, I can kick it off. Run it. I will do. Um, hmm. <laughs> I actually really don't have anything. Do you want me to go? Yeah, you can go. Uh, the traffic. So I was coming home from Boston today, as per usual. <laughs> Sorry, I my buddy asked me if I want to play video games. I told him we already have like the game is five players and I already have five oh, players. Oh no! And I told him he just, he just texted me back. There's Liam. He just texted me back. Perish. <laughs> yeah. Basically, go fuck. You yourself. should perish. I know it's not my fault. I was asked to play from a group of other four people, and so I already said yes when he asked me. Um, but uh, I'll pull it up on the screen here in a sec when I send it to myself. I was coming home from a community event in Roxbury today that Xavier Tillman spoke at. Uh, and I was trying to get home in time to record a little bit because uh, Sam and I did some of it now uh, or some of the recording of this before we did talk and see with Bobby Gritsky and some of it after. Now, driving in and out of Boston is not fun. It was not a good time. I didn't have fun. I get to the entryway or... I don't think that's the right word for it. I got to the on-ramp of where you get on uh, to 93, whatever fucking highway is. I don't know highway names. We've been over this. Yeah. Um, and I get there. <laughs> and uh, here, here is the traffic that I, I ran into. Let me share a screen if Slack would let me send the photo. Um, I'm, I'm sitting, waiting two lights to get onto this on-ramp and merge onto the highway. And I just see this, and I, I want to jump into the traffic. <laughs> Well, if you jumped in the traffic, nothing would happen to you because those cars are clearly not moving. Yeah. And before this, I was behind a fire truck and a school bus, which is just like double bash your head against the wall. Tragic. Can't see anything. Zero visibility. It was awful. It was terrible. So I, I had a terrible time <laughs> driving home today. I was very annoyed. Rat list is uh, to the surprise of nobody. Uh, Knicks fans. I hate Knicks fans. I continue to hate <laughs> Knicks fans. I despise the Knicks and their fans. Uh, I tweeted out uh, today. You probably saw it because over 2 million people did. Don't worry about it. 
a clip of a car merging onto a highway and then immediately stopping and then getting rear-ended. And I quoted <laughs> and I said, this is how Trey Young draws a foul. Now. Oh, my God. I didn't realize says, it blew up like that. Holy shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, a good friend of mine on Twitter, Frosty Bias, he, he is the captain of the OGs on Twitter, and he <laughs> loves to tweet about basketball history. He replied to me and goes, this is also how Jalen Brunson draws fouls. Yeah. And of course, everybody saw this tweet, including the Knicks fans. So they started replying and they were like, no, absolutely not. Blah, blah, blah. They were like, Sully's came beat us when they're healthy. Sully's not healthy on opening night, buddy. They fucking beat you then. And <laughs> I'm just laughing at this. Tweet. It's also it's not the true. Celtics fault that the players on the Knicks can't stay healthy. You play yeah. who's in front of you. This is a phenomenal tweet. <laughs> I tweeted it and I was like, I think this one could be a good tweet. But I also have like a lot of tweets that I tweet out. And I'm like, I think this is funny. This Usually was, when I this tweet, I think it's funny. But everybody else agreed today. So it feels good. <laughs> this was absolutely this white car's fault, by the way. Like, what are we fucking doing? Yeah, uh, like, no why doubt. Why are they mad? What, what are we Because they're looking, they're looking to create a scene and probably gaslight the other driver. Be like, why would you hit? Me? Yeah, fuck you. In the NBA, that's the other driver's fault. Clearly, <laughs> I'm a Hawks fan, and this is hilarious. <laughs> Respect, Hawks fans, no ball. Uh, that's awesome. Um, Rattles Henry, although it's not really his fault, it's my fault. Oh, no. So, <laughs> we're going home for basketball. Win, he didn't win popcorn. Now he's Rattles. Yeah, no, it's not actually his fault. It's my fault. Um. Coming home from basketball, getting ready to leave. I'm like, he's like, you hungry? I'm like, yeah, sure. We can get food. And I'm like, do you want to pick it up or you want to order something so it's ready when we get there? He's like, ah, we can order something. I don't know what you want. We get in, we're walking out. He goes, you want Chipotle? I'm like, sure. Mostly because I'm like, okay, that's obviously what he wants. I'm good. I'll get it. Chipotle fucks up my stomach every time I eat it. Does it really? <laughs> I'm up all last night. Acid reflux. Can't sleep. Toss like bad like I still, i'm still feeling it now it's just i don't know it's pretty I, I clean what too it it's not like I, you're not eating like a bunch of shit like it's i don't know good. if it's like the the salsa i got or if it's like the beans or if it's maybe it's the meat i got or it just always fucks me up and so last mm. night was more of the same uh so not really ratless henry for suggesting it, but ratless for me for oh it'll be different this time it's okay <laughs> that's like me so early in the, i think i might have talked about this during the summer but early in the summer last year I got on this shake kick at my house. So I'd have mm. frozen fruit, almond milk, uh, protein powder. I make protein shakes with fruit. It was awesome. Tastes like a damn milkshake. We had like this, this protein powder that was like strawberry shortcake flavor, vanilla cupcake, like brownie. Like you had like cookies and cream. Like you could have like pretty much what you wanted. And eventually I would drink it and just be like, strapped to my bed all day <laughs> like out of nowhere one day my body's like that's enough for this buddy and then you got my no mom who's like well why don't you keep trying well i did it like a second time and i had the same result and i'm like i'm not doing this <laughs> this this like ruins my whole day i can't even move it was mm-hmm. uh, it was awful so i that's do really feel bad. your pain on that especially if it's something you like it's terrible it's bad. I, it probably was great too. Like I ate the whole thing. It was phenomenal. It's just I was up all night, and then I had to be up early too to leave. It was, just, it was tough disaster. Ratlist is uh, the kid that works at the rec center because he doesn't do a fucking damn thing. <laughs> We're playing our uh, pickup runs last night, and the court is the dustiest I've ever seen. 
I'm out there slipping and sliding. I'm wiping the dust off the bottom of my shoes. My hands are dark gray from the dust. And he's sitting in the office watching Impractical Jokers. Buddy, get out there and mop the floor. Get the dust off there. If I fall and hurt myself, I could own the city. In in the Missoula Rec Center, nonetheless. You can't use that as an excuse, though, for the possession I locked you up. I'm taking that. I said I'd say it on the pod, and I have to. No, that wasn't the problem. There There was a shot in the closing minute of one of the other games where I had an open look from a spot that I'm comfortable shooting from. And I went to plant and I slid and then I missed the shot because I couldn't even fucking pull up. Yeah. Yeah. It's terrible. I don't want to like try and like burst off of a dribble or anything. Cause I don't want to slip and fall. It's terrible. Cause then you have to like be out there and not play fluidly. Cause you're second guessing. Like, am I physically going to be able to make this move? Mm-hmm. I was I was very hyped that I got your ass too, and you knew it. You were fucking. I was laughing with you on the way back down the other court, uh, to the other side. Um, I think I was just mad at myself. Well, because I got your ass. That's that's all me. And then you fucking outran me down the court the next time I was. Pissed. Yeah, there was one I just pulled. A, like I I was like shoulder shoulders with you. And I was like, I wait a minute. I can just like take this to another level. I usually, I usually run with you uh, when I'm defending you, but you just caught me off guard. And I was like, well, I'm cooked. Uh, so that's the best is when you just catch somebody that they're not ready and you know, yeah. they're not going to turn it on. But yeah, uh, Ratliss, that kid just sitting there watching practical jokers in the back. He gave me tape to fix my glasses. So, Oh, you need to get goggles. I know. I'll talk about that in a sec, but first I want to Ratliss myself again. Uh, so Dan Roach, WBZ legend met him today. Yeah. Um, Said he text- you said hello. <clears throat> yes, but I Why was leaving. Say hello to me. Well, I said I because I said I know Sam because you know him. No, I don't know him. I swear you said you know him. Didn't you go to a game with him? I don't think. Oh so. my god, you went to a game with Ian Steele. Holy yeah, shit, right with me. I thought you knew him. No. <laughs> That's fire. Uh, I got them confused, so I thought Dan was him. So I was. Oh to him no 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 yeah no. No, Dan Roach works at WBZ in Boston. Ian works at ABC6, where I was at. Dan Roach probably thinks I'm a fucking moron then. No, he probably just thinks he doesn't remember. That's fire. Well, he was like, he was like talking to me like he knew you. I got the two people confused. I thought Dan, I got Ian Steele and Dan Roach confused. And so I was talking to Yeah, Dan, you were texting me you. like, Dan Roach is here. And like, I know who that is. So I was like, oh, so, like, that's cool. When you responded like, oh, that's cool. He's a great guy. I thought like that. He is a I great thought, guy from all accounts. Motherfucker. <laughs> it's not like you knew him. Uh, whatever. Confusion. That's not why I'm ratlisting it. So I'm leaving and he's getting ready to leave. And he did the whole, like, he's going into the bathroom. I was leaving. He's like, oh, it's great to meet you. And I got stuck between like, Nice to meet you too, and have a good day. And what oh, came out was just terrible. like it was just like me. Yeah, like, it was just nothing. It was just fucking not even close to a word. Did you know and I have a podcast? Like, by the way, I don't think you would know by the way I just tried to speak to you, but I I do talk behind a microphone every well, single day of the week. I'm probably a huge sound like a huge asshole now because I went up to him like, "Hey, Dan, it's great to meet you. I, I host a podcast with Sam." Because like I thought he was the guy that knew. You. I mean, they're also like a bunch of Sams, so. No, I said your last name. I said so. Oh, okay. That's well, fire. That's so funny. He probably thinks I'm dumb as bricks now. That's great. Uh, all right. You got anything else? I got one so, more. So it's it's you got. I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. Ratlist is uh nostalgia. So yesterday, 
me and the boys played Xbox all day. It was fantastic. It was the greatest day I've had in quite some time, and I did it all right in this seat, believe it or not. <laughs> and the reason why it was such a fantastic day is because we realized that the Friday the 13th servers are back up now. Friday the 13th is a legendary game. It came out seven years ago now. And the memories on this game with the proximity chat, just all time. So getting to be able to play that, just, (laughs) it was a fantastic day. That hits. Fantastic day. You got my boy McKenna, that's the killer. And he's like, outside of the house, he's like, let me in. He's after me. Yeah. And he got your ass? Did you have somebody? No, no he didn't it? get me. But that is like the, that's like always the story <laughs> that comes up is like that's the shit he would use he would do back in the day. That's fire. Uh rat list my glasses. I was playing ball mm. last night. I took a basketball to the face. I have a cut on my face. I don't know if you can see it. No. I ha- yeah, you can. There's a little dot. Oh uh, boy. Like a, it was bleeding after it happened. Uh but rat list. <laughs> Look at, look at this shit. Look, my, I have a big head. It's not this big. Um, but the worst part is, so this side is already super glued from multiple yes. accounts of, of whatever, right? Just that's get not new the, glasses. That's not the side that broke. I know I need to. It's okay. Well, I'll get it eventually. My dad is telling me that we'll get it done the other day. This is the side that broke. And as you can see, it didn't super glue super well. And the reason is, so this side, it broke like this at this angle, right? So I could leave mm-hmm. it standing up and it would fit in place. This side broke at this angle. And so it wouldn't stay in place when I tried to super glue it. Uh, so I had I to I, I had to hold it there. But even when I held it there for like three minutes straight, didn't stick. It like I would take my hand off and it would come apart because there was stuff on my fingers, so it would pull it. So I was like like I punched the wall like super angry. I was getting so fucking frustrated with this last night. So I had to leave it overnight upside down rested on a paper towel and like it wasn't completely on it because it would just come apart a little bit but the glue was like in the seam and so it stuck together but now there's just... <laughs> fucking they apart. just break yeah but there's fucking paper towel on the top of it from where i had to rest it and so now i'm gonna have to leave it for another you know hours and hours on end later tonight because i'm about to go play video games so i'm just gonna have to wear it like this uh while i'm playing <laughs> um with no stem on the side but my headphones hold in place decently so it's all right yeah the headphones are a lifesaver like because i'll wear the blue light glasses sometimes they, mm-hmm. they are locked in yep ratless the glasses though disappointing my uh sketchers glasses that are now just secretary's glasses you and bead and julius randall all with sketchers Shout out Sketchers. All right. Uh, that's all I got. You got anything else? No, I don't have anything else. All righty. Well, in that case, uh, we can wrap it up. Thank you all for tuning in. We appreciate it very much. Make sure to like and subscribe, like we mentioned at the start of the pod. Uh, turn the notification bell on if you'd like to see when we're live. Talk and seize with Bobby Kravitzky dropped last night. Appreciate you all for tuning in. Uh, and I'll let Sam wrap it up. Yeah, thank you very much for listening or watching. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel, like Jack said. We're coming at you every single day with new videos. These pods drop Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday. Talk and Seize with Bobby is a Monday, Wednesday, Friday event. You also have game recaps coming at you the day after the games, 30 minutes before each game. We're here live on the channel, so come hang out. Pre-game's a blast. Uh, you don't want to miss it ever. Live at the Garden tonight, both of us. You get an in-person uh, pre-game. Also, Spotify and Apple, you can follow us there for the full pods and game recaps right to your inbox on 
those streaming platforms. If you want, you can email us hbtcpod at gmail.com. As you saw today, we are going through them every pod. So you want to be a part of the pod. That's how you do it. You email us. We'll put you right in. You can also find us on socials at How About Them Seas. That's for Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. The Facebook is just the name of the podcast. You can follow us there for the streams. Those are also on YouTube and Twitter. Jack's Twitter is at Jack's One NBA. Mine's at Sam LaFrance NBA. That's it for us. Tackle. 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 Tackle.